Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, I was listening to the Labour Education spokesperson, Aidan O'Reardon, um, on News Talk Breakfast earlier, and he wants the government to stop the practice of schools reserving places for the children of past pupils. He says it's elitist, and I want to know if you agree with him. Or is it important for you personally to send your child to the school that you went to? Or maybe your grandparents previously went there or whatever your reason. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this today. Do give us a call. Ashling is on the line. Ashling, do you agree with Aidan in this case? Absolutely. I think it's great to have somebody speaking up. It's something that I think has been tried to change as we're trying to make school admissions policies more fair. Um, going forward, but it is still a huge problem, and I think it's only going to something be something that grows as gentrification continues. People can't afford to even buy a house without the housing crisis where where they grew up, where they're from. So it's something that that is going to continue to grow and become a problem, and it, it's going to affect people with kids or without kids because if people are driving across the city to get their kids to a school that is nowhere near them, where they grew up or where they want to keep in with a certain area. It's going to affect people with our kids. It's going to cause traffic issues, which we're talking about, bus connects and everything. So it, it's something that goes across society and it's very important. Is there anything wrong with wanting your child to maybe go to the school that you went to? Absolutely not. And I think it's a big a big thing about familiarity. I obviously have an Irish name, but I, I'm Canadian. I grew up in Canada and I live here now and... and um, and I can absolutely see that, you know, part part of living in a different country, sending your child to school, there there's a bit of an ache knowing that they won't go to the same school you went to or you're not familiar with it. And and and, and that is hard and I can completely empathize with, with people who are in that same position or people who might not be that far from the school but perhaps it's out of reach with their work and after school and, and they wouldn't even be able to get their child there. But um you know, going forward, going to a school in your neighbourhood or close to you means that you might have more time for family life. You you get to meet more neighbourhood, more people in your neighbourhood, um, integration, uh, meeting people that you might never have met before. So mm. it kind of opens up and can expand chances for you and your child. You know, you can still have the links with, with your family and extended family and friends and, and through things like clubs and GA, but... Um, I, I don't think it's, it's needed. It's certainly not in, okay. in today's age. Fergal is with us as well. Um, Fergal, do you think that it's uh, you know that 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 places a certain amount of places should be reserved for the kids of past pupils? No, I feel uh, equal opportunity for all. And I, I think the bigger picture here is why parents are, from a nostalgic point of view, pushing uh, you know or reliving their youth through their their children. Uh, what's good for the father or mother, and what's school suited them in terms of whether they're massively into sports or the arts doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be what the child is going to excel in. So I think they need to think, you know, stop planning ahead so much and think what is right for this child and what is right and what are they leaning towards in terms of their extracurricular activities and all the rest. I, I, I think the, the nepotism, no, I, I don't. I think that's archaic. I think it's, it's something that is not exactly uh, right at all. I mean, I would love to be able to say that my son was going to get it or be guaranteed a, a place in the school that I went to because I loved going there. Um, however, I just I know that it's just not the right thing to expect. Um, okay. Back in a previous life, I used to sell property. Um, before we get into the dating game. And I I remember fights breaking out amongst parents uh, wanting a house in a specific location in North Dublin because 
they will only get uh, you know applications uh, accepted uh, for certain schools if they lived in a, in a specific location on a, even on a road and a few meters down the line or down the road would mean that they weren't eligible to even apply. So the pressure on parents, this keeping up with the Joneses, oh yeah, Johnny got into the whatever school down the road, this, this kind of keeping up with the Joneses is a huge, huge issue in certain cohorts, not just private, no. it's public as well. Yeah, I, that's kind of my own sense of it. Like, I, I'm not really sure how or how strongly I, I feel about this. Maybe, look, it just hasn't hasn't affected me. I haven't tried to get children, you know, in, into a school to have been personally affected by it. But I do kind of get the sense today that there's a reluctance of people, uh, maybe for some parents, to chat about this who have their kids in fee-paying schools because it's, I think so, some people feel it is a little bit elitist and, and for others, like... They just see nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, is there anything wrong with a little bit of tradition? Be down to merit as well. I mean, it, it can't be the case that just because I have a child and I went to a certain school that he's automatically going to get in. He may not at all be suited to the, the curriculum or how they do things or the ethos of the actual school itself. That all has to be taken into account. And I mean, I have friends who would have gone to schools uh, and they they still to this day would resent the parents for sending them to that school because it wasn't at all in a location that uh, was appropriate. And so they'd be spending hours and hours and hours after school sports, uh, you know, getting two and three buses home and home at 10 o'clock at night. And the parents thought they were doing the right thing. But if they had actually discussed it with the child and thought about the child and what they're, you know, going to get out of this and if they are going to benefit from this school, Mm. or is it just a nostalgic kind of thing that I'd love to send and say I sent my child to the school that I love so much. Do you agree with this, Gar- uh, Garoth? Or what's your thoughts on it? Not quite. I would see the human right of being, you know, freedom of association, meaning that people should be able to set up schools or sporting clubs or dance schools or anything else, and to be able to re- determine what what they need, what the ethos of the, of the organisation, and who can get in and who can't. And I think that in the case of schools, it takes a whole community you know, to sustain and to support a school because have to, people have to put in their own money, time and effort if it's not, you know, in keeping with the department's own preferred curriculum or you know, whatever else with the department, how it perceives things. And I think the people can't do that if they don't see that opportunity for their children or grandchildren to, to benefit from it. So I, I think that the whole idea of, you know, is people coming together, setting up a school, having a school if they want to have a Gaelic-speaking school or if they want to have a particular way of teaching like Montessori or if it's a, they want to have a Catholic ethos or to have a, an influence of like Polish influence or whatever it is, mm. that they should be allowed to do that and and the people that put the work and effort and time and money into it should have the, the knowledge that their own children or grandchildren will be able to avail of that. And okay, I think that so there, are lots, people, there, are, lots of, there are lots of people out there, well, it's, at the moment it's only like a quarter of the, the, yeah, the place true, yeah, reserve. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. So, I mean, um, if there, it's not up to everybody, these schools to make sure that everybody gets an education. That's the, if people can't supply an education, but, or, you know, take care of their own needs, then it's the government's job to do that and let them set up schools for that purpose. But let people who have a particular thing that's unique to them, that they're interested in, let them follow that. And Because and, we think we need a bit of a variety, a bit of enthusiasm and like to talk about elite schools. I mean, what makes a school elite? Is it, I mean, if there's something good about it, emulate it rather than try to squash it, you know, going forward. And um, I, I think that it's, you know, like the same thing, like in, in his case, Aidan O'Reardon in WBA South, I mean, or WBA North. I mean, if if everybody joined the Labour Party 
branch there and said they're going to decide all the Sinn Feiners and all Fianna Fáilers and Fianna Gaelers lumped in and said we're going to decide who we want for you know, to go forward. I mean, that's not the way things would work. You have to have distinctive groups with their own particular mission, their own agendas, and who gets in, who doesn't get in, you know, and who, who you know, to protect that going So preserve, forward. so in, in these instances, preserve the tradition, girls? Yes, I, I think so. In order to preserve the tradition of a school is distinctive. Mm. If it's a school or if it's a credit union or a, whatever it is, they, they all have their rules about it could be locally based or it could be professionally based or it could be uh, you know religious based or whatever it is that's what's important to them language you know whatever it is that's important to them and, and to, to have that, that a choice available in the future for them means they have to put a lot of effort and work into it and uh, they need to regulate who comes in so, so the argument then around you know it not being fair to, to other people that live in the catchment people having to travel long distances and it being well, a little bit what, elitist. Yes, well, is it a, if the parents come together to form a school for a particular outlook on, on uh, their educational, the, the way they want to educate their children, they're not responsible for educating other people's children. If there are people who need education, they either set up their own school or the government should set up a school. And rather than saying, look, there's something special happening over here in this other school, we should quash them and make them you know, go into the, 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 the one-size-fits-all you know, system that the Department of Education wants to impose on people, you know. So I think, I think it's, okay. it's a case of, in all walks of life, we need to have a, you know, subsidiarity aspect of it where people can come together for whatever the particular interest is, whatever is important to them, pursue that insofar as they're not detrimental to society. And if people have needs, okay, they will reach out to them, or it's the government's okay. duty to... Uh, well, and one thing we haven't spoken about there at all is, you know, like... It's homeschooling. I mean, parents who went to homeschool, they should get the same, you know, support for their child as any other person, whether they're going to these fee-paying schools or whether they're going to non-fee-paying schools or whatever. Mm-hmm. The choice should be there, I think, right, right across the board for what people C- want to do. A couple of the texts coming in on this. There's no restriction on children going to the local school that happens to be a fee-paying if they're willing to pay the fees. The issue is where the parents want to go to a free school, a public school, but are not in the catchment area. Another listener on 53106 says, the point is not that parents might like their children to go to their school. It's that it's discriminatory to the kids whose parents didn't go to the local school, not getting allocated a spot in that local school. In my case, it's across the road, which now adds two hours travel a day for my child, which won't help with her studies in the long term, says this listener. Um, Anna, you're, or Ashling, apologies. Ashling, you're still with us on the line. Yeah. Like, does this sort of, um, I don't know if you want to call it a kind of a romantic tradition, but certainly this tradition of, in some cases children going to the school that their parents went to or, you know, their grandparents or whatever. Does that exist in Canada? You mentioned Canada there. Yeah, obviously the this, this school system is, 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 is newer and in a way I do have people who have children who, who, whose kids might go to the same school we went to now, kind of that age. And again, some of them, sometimes school's full and they said our kids couldn't go there. Um, and, and again, I, I went to a school system where uh, the minority school system and in the French immersion, they would bus the kids to school. So you really have no choice. If, if you're not in the catchment area, you know, your your child's not getting picked up at half eight and dropped home at four on the school bus. So it's not really an option for you because it, it just means that you, you aren't able to work around it. So I think having other things that are attractive in terms of policies of having children being able to get to school so you don't have to spend half the day dropping them to school and picking them up Um are, are other things that would go there but it, it there is not the same kind of good school bad school that I get the feeling of in Dublin because you know 
coming here and, and signing my kids up for school, I've been told by lots of different people that's a bad school. You can send them there. And it just doesn't seem to exist. We we do have kind of lower socioeconomic areas where I live, but, but you know, I I don't think I've ever once heard anyone say that's a, a bad school okay. and you couldn't send them there and you're disadvantaging yeah. your kids. Um, but it would be more of a streamlined system. And we do, as, as Grode was saying, we do have... We have the Ukrainian language school where I live. We have a Cree language school. There are other options. But, other but the options, other yeah. thing is it's run by the school boards. They don't turn you away and, and you're a taxpaying citizen. You sign your child up and the school board sees how many children are signed up and they move the teachers around. So if one school has, uh, has too many children and needs a second class, second teacher, and one school doesn't have enough, the school board tries not to move the teachers and teachers stay there for years mm-hmm. and years and years. But... They, they rather than moving 30, 40 kids around, they, they'll move one person. Yeah, okay. And, and they'll make it feel j- better. J- just, um, Fergal, just to clarify something for me, did you say, sorry, were, were you and your son affected by this policy, the policy of reserving places? My son isn't isn't yet at the age where uh, where he will be, but I, I do remember from uh, past relatives uh, who have had kids and, uh, you know, a number of years back that it would have been somewhat automatic uh, but then that is out the door now that's completely gone so yes I mean my son will be uh, affected by this but at the same time mm. you know I, I don't even know he's he's in his formative years whereby okay. he's still finding his way and seeing what his strengths are and so I know from being in that school uh, what their areas of strengths are and, and if I don't feel that he's going to benefit fully from going through second level in a school that ethos is X, Y or Z well then I will say well let's make a decision and discuss this as a family uh, and I think that's mm. what needs to be done here and we are, we are lucky here I mean we also have to talk about scholarships and how many uh, scholarship places are given to, to people because I, I think a lot of time the fee paying schools do get um, the brunt of an awful lot of the elitist sort of uh, reputation where in fact there's an awful lot of good being done by them I mean I have relatives over in Canada as well and if they want to go to a Catholic school um, in, in the future they're, they're looking at forty and $50,000 a year Um you know, for fee. That's it, yeah. Another texter says if the students had to go to their local school it would actually cut down hugely on traffic early in the morning and again, yeah, from three o'clock to five in the afternoon. Um, For parents tuned in to us today who've been affected by these admission, the school admission policies, you know, whereby your own child that you wanted to get in to your local school couldn't get into the school because, whatever, 25% or 20% of the spots or the places were reserved for the, the children of past pupils. I'd love to hear your stories on the programme today. I mean, what was the, the impact of that on you? And then how far did you actually have to bring your child to get to a school? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.